Thank you for joining us today for Wandering in the Word, where we read and discuss the upcoming week's lectionary texts at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. This is Wandering in the Word for Sunday, November 6th, which is All Saints Sunday. Yes, it is. And it, it's really November? Uh, yeah, apparently, it's the calendar is telling us it's November. Don't forget to change your clocks or you're going to oh, be yeah. just super early for worship. We'll probably put you to work. Um, <laughs> I'm just listening to Rita's really long prelude. Yeah, yes, <laughs> we'll put her, on, put her on notice for a long prelude. But um, no, All Saints Day is always kind of a fun a fun Sunday in the church year to lift up the names of all the people that have been baptized in the previous year. And it's also a time to remember and recognize and in some ways also celebrate those who have died. And we, we say that they've joined the church triumphant, that they've kind of passed from our midst into the presence of God. And so we read all their names too. Yeah. 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 So it can be a kind of a, a for some folks have kind of grief. Kind Absolutely. Of boil back up in them. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also a time to kind of, um, yeah, reflect on our faith and uh, the promises of God for them and for us as well. And so, yeah, it's a it is a, a more reverent day, mm-hmm. I would say, mm-hmm. in the church history or a church year than kind of maybe some other ones. But um, yeah, so let's see what scripture readings we have for All Saints Sunday this year. Um, Melissa, do you want to start with our gospel reading? Yes. So we are reading from Luke chapter 6, verses 20 to 31. Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that which is their, for that what their ancestors did to the prophets. Woe, woe, but woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you. For that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you, and if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. All right. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. We got some woes in there. <laughs> Not only the blesseds, I mean, because we're kind of used to those, yes. right? Yeah. From Matthew's Gospel mm-hmm. in chapter 5, we get all these blessed are, and <laughs> Luke also gives us some woes just to kind of, I don't know, keep us from getting too comfortable. Yeah, Luke, Luke does that often in his yeah. Gospel, I feel like. Yeah, like blessed are the... You know the the hungry and those who are weeping. You know, giving comfort to those mm-hmm. who are kind of downtrodden. And then also has a line for those who are the rich, the full, and uh, those who are you know kind of reveling now. I'm mm-hmm. um, like, yeah, woe to you! Because you know, <laughs> cast the mighty down from their thrones, kind of language. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and then we have kind of like the second section that is like the impossible life of following Jesus kind of command, it seems. Um, 
loving enemy and doing good to those who hate you and you know giving a your shirt if somebody takes your coat and I don't know hard words <sighs> definitely <clears throat> yeah I mean even the gift to everyone who begs from you um, we think jeepers that's that could be that could be endless we could be destitute you know what what could these mean in situations that maybe aren't sort of the norm and especially for um, you know if anyone strikes you on the cheek offer the other also that is that is a very Jesus-like response, but then you know if you are in uh, an abusive relationship or if you are being pestered persistently by a bully, like I don't think that Jesus is asking you to to continually endure abuse just for the sake of following these verses. Yeah. So there's some complexity in there that I think we should just acknowledge at least. Yeah, I think Jesus would be all for healthy boundaries. Yeah. Um, and keeping yourself safe mm-hmm. and whole and functioning well. Unfortunately, that, that I mean, these texts have been and continue to be sometimes kind of taken to that, I don't know, extreme, but like, yeah, where they cause harm to the people. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, the, kind of the, the tradition of, you know, domestic violence and having to stay with your abuser because it's, you just need to turn the other cheek and, you know, the kind of thing like that. No, that no. I don't. I really don't think that's. If God ultimately wants us to live whole lives that are safe, and <laughs> I, I don't think that's what He's talking about. But it is. But with that, with that kind of caveat, though, this is a call to like a radical way of life mm-hmm. that is different from the norm, right? Um, and kind of views. Yeah, the you know, has a different set of values than the get what you can get while the getting's good and hoard up for yourself and, you know, fight back an eye for an eye kind of mentality. This is not that. Right. <laughs> this is the opposite of that. Um, but it's so hard. <laughs> yeah, and I feel the the last verse that we heard, do to others as you would have them do to you, that sort of golden rule, <clears throat> That one, it, it may be sort of countercultural, but it seems like every major world religion kind of has that sort of idea within it that, you know, if we could just, if we could just treat others in a way that we would find acceptable if it was turned back yeah. to us, like what a different place this world would be. Yeah. Yeah, that golden rule, I mean, it is powerful. Yeah. It, it, you're right. It is kind of like a, uh, an aspiration of, of most humans, and it seems mm-hmm. like a logical way to live. Yeah. We don't do it very often or well. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because um, it's harder than it seems. But if, if we could live up to that aspiration like that, it would be so transformational to, a, to our community, to our whole society, and to the world. I mean, yeah. seriously. Yeah, I do kind of want that. I mean, you know, I feel like sometimes messaging for the church and things get hijacked in our country these days. And, um, you know, it, the... You know, to be a to be a Christian is to have political clout and to win arguments and to kind of be powerful. Be powerful and um, you know strike down your enemies who on the one side or the other from the political spectrum from you and hit back and fight back and um, you know be strong and all these things. And it's like well nowhere in does Jesus seem to be talking about that, especially here. Um, what would the church look like and what, what kind of a beacon of light would we look like if we kind of just treated others the way we wanted to be treated? If we could just live that, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
day to day, if, if Jesus' followers looked more like that image than kind of, you know, screaming from a podium about some other, you know, the, the people they disagree with, like, mm-hmm. that seems far more of a, a gospel message than the alternative. But. <laughs> right. But that's just me. Oh, so <laughs> going going back now a few verses, um, all of you who have uh, probably had a good meal already today, for those of you who are probably, you know, you have a lot to be happy and content and satisfied about, and maybe people are, people respect you and you're spoken well of, like, woe to you. Yeah. I mean, this is yeah. kind of a tough, a tough message for all of us, and what does it mean? What does that really mean? Like, well, woe to you. Um, I, I've never quite known how to think about that. Like, you should be sad that you ate breakfast. Or um, I heard, though, we have a colleague who mm. who offered kind of an interpretation this morning that I really, I really liked. And I probably won't be able to say it very um, succinctly. But the idea was, um, woe to you if you are... Um, basing your your happiness or your your well-being on riches or on um, food or on a sort of temporary cause for joy um, because those things are not lasting yeah they can be taken away um, and they're not they're not real they're not truly worthy of all all the credit we give them I think in our lives yeah, kind of I, I, I thought that was kind of an interesting way of thinking of it too. Yeah, this is all fleeting. Like you yeah. know, laughter can turn to weeping with a phone call. Right. You know, um, <laughs> for the rich, uh, turning the stock markets or uh, <laughs> yeah, you know something like that is are mm-hmm. all of a sudden it is fleeting. Um, you know, uh, so yeah, it's kind of an interesting way. Like where, and I, I think that kind of fits with the other stuff too, because you know, like this idea of giving away coats and mm-hmm. or shirts and coats and um, you know, kind of. Uh, if someone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Like, that seems unfair and stuff. But if you're holding your stuff kind of lightly and, and not, you know, in, in permanent sort of kind of mentality of like, well, all right, I, I don't have this coat anymore. Well, most of us will just go out and find another coat. Right. <laughs> and, and again, it's with healthy boundaries and all those things in mind. But like at the end of the day, it's like, well, I don't have it. I lost a shirt. Okay, well, I happen to have a drawer full of them, you right. know. Um, uh, but yeah, holding this stuff loosely because otherwise, the, we kind of are owned by our stuff and our uh, the money and the our possessions and even food and things. Um, you know, they that's where we then place our trust. And mm-hmm. as Martin Luther said, you know, where you place your trust, that's that's your God. That is your God. G. You're Little setting G. up an idol. Um, and that's that would be then sin, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is kind of interesting, I think, to think about how, how do we then view our stuff and our money and our, can we hold it a little loosely, share it more generously, again, healthy boundaries, but like, you know, um, not live by the way of this world, but the way that Jesus calls us. Um, it's interesting. Indeed. So with that, we're also talking about All Saints Sunday, which we haven't really Touched on in this text, but we, <laughs> we get the word saint a few times in our next reading. So why don't we yes. read our New Testament text? This is from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 11 through 23. 
so settle in. (laughs) In Christ, we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will, so that we, who were the first to set our hope on Christ, might live for the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance toward redemption as God's own people, to the praise of his glory. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, and for this reason I do not cease to give thanks for you, as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet, and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There's a lot of words in there. It's a lot of words. And then not a lot of like punctuation or like pauses for breath. <laughs> it's just uh, a lot of thoughts. This sort of um, free-flowing theological yeah. reflection. There's some cool like, yeah, thoughts and mm-hmm. ideas and images kind of in there. But you kind of have to like think about it for a minute and kind of slow down and be like, what is he saying? Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, he kind of trips over himself with uh, run-on sentences, I feel like right. here. But putting so many clauses in between the subject yeah. and the verb, you're like, where are we? Where are yeah. We? So, I mean, we got the word saints. We got the idea of Indeed. inheritance in here. Um, um, you know, for all saints, as we said, you know, we, we're celebrating the saints who have uh, are now in the church triumphant, who have left this earth, and so they have received their inheritance. For us Lutherans, you know, we talk about baptism as being that assurance of that inheritance. Not the only way to that inheritance, but the assurance of that inheritance. Um, yeah, I don't know what else do you all hear in there. Um, the idea of, <clears throat> of, of giving thanks for the community of faith, and mm. that we um, we are church together, and so the people that we have around us are sort of cloud of witnesses that encourage us and strengthen us um, on the way. Uh, we should be thanking God for for these people, and then wondering, you know, how how are we filling this role for others? But I, I just like that. I do not cease to give thanks for you, as I remember you in my prayers. Yeah. Um, and just the just the sort of knowledge that someone is praying for you in gratitude. That's a that's kind of a warm fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a warm fuzzy. My Facebook today is filled with people sharing saints who are in kind of their cloud of witness. And that's been interesting to read through some people sharing different people who have passed this year or who have been baptized and kind of sharing those stories all over again. So that's been interesting. So thanks, Facebook. Good work. Good work. It's not all bad. (laughs) Well, and we asked our confirmation students um, this this past month as we were doing kind of one-on-one conversations with each of them, like, 
who would you name as your cloud of witnesses? That was one of the questions. And um, a lot of them said parents, which is mm-hmm. totally natural and very normal. And then there were some people that, that could name like a faith mentor or a friend's parent who'd been really mm-hmm. um, just, yeah, sort of instrumental in, in kind of bringing them to where they are today in their faith. And I just think if if all we do on All Saints Day is do do that work of calling mm-hmm. to mind our our cloud of witnesses and giving thanks for them, uh, that's a good day. That's mm-hmm. a good day right there. Yeah, it's good to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah, talking about the confirmation interviews, I thought it was interesting. Um, I didn't do as many as you did. You got the bulk of them. <laughs> but I think with the exception of like one of them, they all said when I, I'd asked them a question of like, when can you share a time that you felt most close to God or experience God the most intimately or something. And with the exception of one, they all said when related it to a death. Yeah. Um, and so as we're talking about death, which is obviously part of all saints day, but not the Mm -hmm. final word. Um, there's a lot of truth, um, in this line in verse 20, power to the God put his power to work in Christ. And again, going back to like power isn't political. It's not might. It's not military force. It's like love and it's hope. And it's that in in that place, that's where God worked power in Christ. It wasn't through raising up an army or mm-hmm. um, winning at the ballot box or any of that kind of stuff. Um, and that maybe that was true for the kids too. I mean, it was in the in death and their sadness that they kind of felt mm-hmm. God most profoundly. I think that's true for a lot of us. Yeah. Um, I know it's been true for me. It's in some of my darkest moments mm-hmm. that I walked through the valley of the shadow of death. And those times I felt God most closely mm-hmm. um, as well. So that that is an interesting part of this. Mm-hmm. So, well, anything else, friends, in this stuff? I don't think so. Oh, all right. Well, um, it has been good to talk about... Um, blessings and woes and loving our enemies and um also saints and um i I start getting flooded with memories of some saints in my past life Mm -hmm. as well and so um maybe you have it too so we're glad that you could join us today for our wandering in the word for november 6th 2022 and we are glad you could be with us for melissa pastor brandy and myself we will talk to you again soon bye Thank you for joining us today for another Wandering in the Word podcast here at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. 